With Republican presidential candidate and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, you just met with President Zelensky uh, in in Kiev. What was your impression of him? Very bright, uh, very committed, uh, and very detailed about the things that he thinks have gone well, um, both in the war and in his relationship with the West. I assume this news of a you know assassination plot. I mean, it's nothing new. There have been plenty of it, but it probably doesn't surprise you. It doesn't surprise me, especially because. Anderson, I, th you know, you, I did this work as a prosecutor for seven years. You, you, your senses get, you know, much more sensitized to this kind of thing. As I was walking through the presidential uh, office building, all the lights were out in the place. There were big drapes over the over the windows and sandbags everywhere, and it was clear that it was very hard, even for me, and people in my party who they were expecting. The security was extraordinary. Um, more than I've ever seen at the White House, for instance. And so um, when I heard this now today about the plot, I'm not surprised. I think they were aware of what was going on and on guard. You were also in Bucha. I know you met with families whose kids have been taken in, into Russia. We've done a lot with Kareem Khan, the ICC prosecutor. Do you think anybody will be brought to justice on the Russian side for the kidnapping of Ukrainian children? First, first the Ukrainians have to win the war before I think there'll be any justice for this. Think about this, and, and I don't think a lot of people in our country have focused on it. Over 19,000 children verified, and it's probably more, but over 19,000 children verified, taken from their homes and their families. Imagine for anybody out there who's a mother or father, and they've lost their child, their child is taken away. They don't know if their child's dead or alive. They don't know if their child is being cared for or being abused, and they know they're being programmed to be told that Ukrainians are awful people and that they're really Russians. Um, this is not a territorial dispute. In Busha, they were talking of, of soldiers going on one particular street, and we were talking about this, going door to door, taking people out of their homes, men, torturing them, first while alive, gouging out their eyes, cutting off their ears, then tying their hands behind their back and shooting them in the back of the head, and then going back into the homes and raping the women. I mean. This is barbarism. And by the way, it's barbarism authorized and encouraged by the man that Donald Trump calls excellent and a genius and brilliant in Vladimir Putin. Well, if that's brilliance, we don't need brilliance on the world stage. You know, we hear from a lot of, uh, you know, the extreme House Republicans who don't believe the U.S. should be involved, don't think there's too much money going to, to Ukraine, don't see this as a... Uh, as anything more than a territorial dispute that the U.S. shouldn't be part of. What do you say to... I mean, do you hear that in New Hampshire voters? Do you hear that in Iowa voters? Is there... I, is that the majority out there, or is that an anomaly? I don't believe it's the majority. I believe it's a significant minority, not a... You know, so it's not a small amount either. Uh, but I think that it's because, quite frankly, President Biden has failed in articulating why it's so important. He's doing things... Um, that are more than what President Trump was doing, but he's not articulating the argument. Look, I, what I would say to the American people is, you could pay me now or pay me later. If, if we are willing to supply the Ukrainians with the weaponry they need, think about this, Anderson, I heard this this week, that per day, the, the Ukrainians are being outgunned in artillery by the Russians by a, a count of 11 to one. If we give them the artillery they need, we give them the F-16s that they should have had quite some time ago, in my view, and let them win the war against Russia. We'll never have to have that fight. And China's watching. And if we cut and run, 
like some people in on this stage that'll be with me on August 23rd are gonna advocate for. We cut and run, the Chinese are watching, and the next step will be Taiwan. Now, if you don't care about atrocity against Taiwan, I guess I can understand that. But how about let's make it practical? Two-thirds of the world's semiconductors that run everything from the phones we have, computers, our cars, are manufactured in Taiwan. Who do you want to control that? The United States of America and a free country of Taiwan or another um, you know, group of folks who are controlled by the Communist Party of China? Um, these are the stakes that are up there right now. And I don't think Joe Biden's articulated that. And I think it is his fault, in addition with some Republicans who are being negative about it, his fault that he hasn't made a better case to all of the American people. I went over there because I wanted to see for myself. And now I've seen, and I've seen a shallow grave with 160 people buried in it, civilians who were murdered outside a church in Busha, and then the church was ransacked by the Russians. Vladimir Putin's doing this, and, and America needs to stand up for this, because if we don't, then we're gonna be sending American men and women to fight and die someplace else in the world because we didn't arm the Ukrainians now. Governor Chris, I appreciate your time. Thanks, Thanks very much. much.